I'm Danny, that witch next door, and you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode here at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm That Witch Next Door. I'm going to be your host, your guide, your mentor, and instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and witchy business. And today is a subject that I didn't really have a title for until recently, but it's a concept that I talk about a lot with my clients. And honestly, my husband, my husband and I, discuss this a lot. I want to talk about redefining our concept of success and how it is more important than ever in spite of the age of the influencer. Okay. So just dive right into this discussion episode. First, let's start by kind of laying out what our preconceived definitions maybe. First and foremost, we know that what an influencer is on a very basic level. Obviously, there's a disclaimer. Not all influencers are bad. And it's not even that influencers are bad. What's happening is that the lifestyle of the influencer and if you can call it this, the business model of the influencer is built upon more often than not is built upon a very, very shaky foundation, lots of holes, loose bricks, didn't take all the time in certain areas, but took some good time in other areas. So we're a little lopsided. Um, And this is what happens when virality, going viral, and focusing on quantity, 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 this is what happens when you make those things your sole business model. And that's why I was saying I wouldn't even necessarily, it's hard to even call that a business model because it's missing so much It's missing so, so, so much. But that's exactly why these are very incomplete foundations and why we see the negative side effects, I should say, and some of the negative impact of influencer culture that we do. Let's talk a little bit about how we define success. I think that technically when we get down to it, we probably all have a little bit different of an idea of what success means. But I also think that there has kind of, it's kind of manifested on its own, this universal idea of success. And it's not new (laughs) by any, any means. This is not a new concept or definition. But for a very, very long time now in human history, to the point where you could even debate if it's become a part of human nature or not. (sighs) that being successful is having 
a certain amount or over a certain amount of money, a certain kind of living space. And now with this influencer and social media era, it all has to really, really, really look a certain way. So I think that success has had, or our definition of success has been kind of summed up to that for a long time, right? Like kings and queens, royalty, fame, celebrity lifestyles, celebrity culture, all these things are what we kind of attribute as successful is notoriety. And I just want to say that if notoriety is something that you seek and value, there's nothing wrong with that. Notoriety does not equal narcissism. Notoriety does not equal vanity. They can. (laughs) They certainly can equal each other, can't they? Um, But it's not automatic. It's not inherent. That, you know, that's that's uh, based on actions and thoughts and and decisions of a person. But notoriety, you know, has its power. It has its place. It has its positive impact. There's a reason why notoriety can have the really big impact that it can, right? Even as business owners that are not influencers and we don't base our entire business model off of virality, Going viral is still a part of strategy because it is simply the widening of your audience. It's expanding your reach. It's elevating your platform. And ultimately, wouldn't you say just about every business wants notoriety? Even if it's not a business from a business standpoint, there can be lots of reasons someone wants notoriety for, for those reasons for the greater good. You know, it might be able to help large communities of people, right? It might be able to gain access to great resources, right? That can reach so, so, so many others, uh, whether that's people, animals, or environment, whatever that is. So don't get me wrong, elevating your platform, widening your reach, you're not doing anything wrong by, by shooting for those stars, baby. You're not. The trouble, where the trouble begins and starts And let's be honest, let's take a little trip in the time capsule way back when, when this all really did start. MySpace and Facebook. Where for the first time, it was really accessible and really easy to share your life with so many more people than previously possible. And the basis for, you know, creating these profiles and really getting to personalize them and customize them and make them our own was sharing our platform with our friends. And yes, I am heading there. We're going right to the top eight. I'm talking to all my millennials. We are going to talk about the top eight on MySpace because I think that that's where so much of this starts. I remember, so I got my MySpace when I was in eighth grade. Most of my friends got it in seventh grade. I was under like 
crazy watch on the computer and wasn't allowed to have one. So I didn't. Um, And then later in eighth grade, I finally was like, I'm just going to do this. And they found out and it was fine after that. But um, I got it in eighth grade. So I'm what? 14, 13, 14. Most of my friends that got it, like I said, though, are in seventh grade. So some as young as 12, which is pretty damn young back then. Uh, It's not that uncommon to see a 12-year-old with social media platforms these days. But in 2003 and 2004, that was was really, really young to have those, those profiles because there were older teens and young adults on these platforms, much, much, much older than 12, 13, 14 years old. And I remember at that young age getting so swept up into the numbers. I mean, that's all I have to even say, right? As soon as I say that, I guarantee so many of you, whether you're thinking about MySpace or you're thinking about Instagram right now, it draws up these thoughts or images or feelings uh, for you that you relate to this. We, we literally, all of us have gotten caught up, caught up in the numbers. Maybe you used to and you don't anymore. Maybe you didn't used to and now you do. Maybe you've always got caught up on that, but everybody has. And if you haven't, then I don't think you've been on social media <laughs> or a regular user of social media, I would say. I remember on MySpace like your day was either literally made or completely crushed by these fucking top eights. And I can't believe I might have to explain this, but if for any reason you're listening to this and you don't know what a top eight is on my, uh, you have to know, but it just in case, if you don't know, um, it was a ranking of your friends. So you could have way more than eight friends, but you had a top eight and you got to pick them. It wasn't like an algorithm that automatically ranked them based on who you interacted with the most, which by the way, would have been, I don't know. I think it would have been better. I was about to say, I think it'd be better, but who knows? Maybe that would have had a whole different (laughs) side effect than I know or that I can think of. But um, you got to pick these ranks now they event they eventually started customizing the feature and it wasn't just a top 8 you could have as little as just a top 1 and i think up to top 15 or top 16 maybe even a top 20 it got so silly high i remember i was like okay and there were times in high school i'm still on myspace at this time right there were times in high school i remember making my top eight down to one person. And I would just make it my boyfriend at the time because the the cattiness between my friends and I and the competition between my friends and I was awful. And like analyzing if I was on theirs or, and sometimes I'd be in one spot and they'd bump me down just one rank and I, I would just, it would eat me alive. The truth is, is that these numbers started having emotional effects on us. We started having these emotional reactions and therefore we started forming emotional attachments. And this is where I think a lot, a lot, a lot of this quantity, quantity, quantity focus got started because I remember 
seeing like the MySpace famous people, like, I don't even remember what we would call them back then. Maybe we said they were MySpace famous. I can't remember. Um, But they'd have thousands of friends, thousands. And they'd take pictures of like, oh, I always have so many notifications when I open up. And it was just like, I would get into my account and there would be no notifications. And I'd refresh and refresh and refresh. And it, you know, my friends, my friends' friends list, (laughs) it's hard to say, would be growing and mine would not. And you know, in hindsight, maybe my MySpace had the act, like the activity and the growth of a very normal and average person. But I was so wrapped up in the comparison of all of it. I felt like I was on an island compared to all of my friends. I, I always did. I never, from the moment I got on social media, I never felt good enough. And I just want to be fully transparent with everybody. I feel that way all the time still all the time. So I just really, really want to validate these preconceived definitions and these, these preconceived emotions that it's not even preconceived. Really what it is, is we've had these emotional attachments to these numbers and to these platforms, most of us, for a really long time, a really long time. And we are not even really talking about this, but it's probably something that we very well could use some therapy for. Um, And that might sound a little silly, but I wouldn't be surprised if 10, 15 years from now, we start really seeing those beginning long-term effects from social media era, because this is the first time we've ever had something like this in our society, in our culture, in our human race. We've never, ever had something like social media. And um, I think in, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, we're going to start seeing those very beginning long-term effects, you know, because again, those long-term effects, they're going to ripple out for a long time. Um, And I would not be surprised if a lot of people are like, wow, I actually didn't realize this severely damaged my mental health. I have a lot, a lot of trauma. I have a lot, a lot of wounds to heal now. So the thing with virality and basing everything on doing only what's trendy, only what gets you likes, and only what gets you followers Honestly, just from a very basic business standpoint, I want you to know that's bad business. Do you want to know why it's bad business? And I, I'm not, I'm not even going to say like, well, it's not all bad. No, that's bad business. If your entire business model is based on how many followers, how many likes you get and keeping up with the trends in order to keep boosting those numbers, that is bad business. I'm very confident saying that because that does not convert sales. (laughs) Oh my God. Take it from somebody who's on their multiple business now. Okay. And I promise you that I've done things that way and it does not convert sales. It does widen your reach. It does expand your audience. So like I said, using viral trends as a strategy can be really, really smart and can definitely be a part of your business marketing model and plan. Um, 
if you're not on social media for your business, I guess you don't have to worry about it. Um, like if you have a podcast like this, <laughs> you're going to have a lot more freedom. You're going to have a lot more freedom. There's still different, you know, some good common factors to keep in mind. Ooh, maybe one day we'll do a, do you want to start your own podcast episode? How fun would that be? Um, a little behind the scenes to know, to get the the basics of how to start your own podcast. Cause boy, do I love talking about podcasting <laughs> and business strategy, but um, you do have a little bit more freedom when you do a different platform like this. But if you are going to be a business or just a person that uses social media, I really, really encourage you to start actually breaking down your definition of success. I want you to actually ask yourself, I'm not kidding. I want you to actually ask yourself what being successful means to you. Don't answer the question based on, people you think are successful. No, 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 no. If you, if you knew and you got to say you're going to be successful, you know, later in your life or whatever that is, or by the end of your life, you're going to be able to look back and say, I was successful. I would have absolutely defined that life as a successful life. Can you please ask yourself that and actually write it down in what it is? Because I would be willing to bet that the huge majority of people listening to this, true success, and this honestly is even for the influencers I'm talking about. If you sit down and actually ask yourself how you define success for yourself, I guarantee it has nothing to fucking do with how many followers you have. It has nothing to do with how many goddamn likes you got on a post. I mean, really think about this, y'all. You think toward the end of your life, that's what you're going to value? That's what you're going to look back on as your proudest moments? Like I said, even these influencers, most of them, if they actually sat down and asked themselves that, they'd be like, well, no, it'd be the health and well-being and happiness of my family getting to spend as much time with them and the people I, I want to spend time with as much as possible, doing the things that I want to do. Maybe for some people that was like traveling to their heart's content, you know? Maybe somebody else, it was, it was moving to the place of their dreams. Maybe for somebody else, it's, you know, I, I mean, I could go on and on. It could be community impact. It could be humanitarian-based. Whatever it looks like for you, I don't think it has anything to do with the amount of followers that you have. I don't. Now, if you're a business owner, I want you to ask yourself the same question. I want you to look at your business. Look at it. Whether it's going to your Instagram or your website or looking at a product you've made or think about a service you offer, whatever it is, I want you to look at your business in whatever way that means for you. And I want you to ask yourself, 30 years from now, how would you define success for this business of yours? Because again, at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with how big your TikTok following is. It has nothing to do with how many plays your reels get. So what I want you to do 
is ask yourself that question. Like I said, I mean it. I want you to ask it and I want you to write it down if you can. And when I say write it down, you could say it out loud. You could think about it while you're on a walk or working out or whatever that is. I just mean take conscious time aside and ask that question and actually answer it, okay? And then, and then in light of this beautiful, beautiful full moon that we're on right now, okay? Full moon in Sagittarius today, June 14th. Um, Sagittarius is not one to give fucks. <laughs> Sag doesn't give a fuck. This is why so many Sagittarians and just major Sagittarius placements are wildly successful people. Um, if you look up different like celebrity astrology and stuff, you will find like so many of your favorite people have major Sagittarius placements. And it's because they don't give a fuck and they do what they want to do because they want to do it. And so I really, really at this Sagittarius full moon, after you ask yourself and answer that question about success, I want you to have the confidence to manifest that. When you write that out, I want you to believe that for yourself. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of the, some of the things that you deem successful are not that far out of reach right now or things that you already have. Every time I sit down and really look at, okay, what are my major biggest goals for myself? What are my major biggest goals for my business? A lot of them, I'm doing it right now, right now. Some of my biggest goals is working with people that I genuinely have an authentic connection with. I do that now. I don't do high turnover business anymore. I work with people that I develop an authentic and meaningful relationship with. Guess what? Does that mean I work with less people? Uh Uh-huh. It sure does. I work with way less people than I used to. I work with way less people than I ever thought you could in order to be considered successful. And baby, I am way more successful than I've ever been in my whole life right now. And it's from working with less people. Definitely take the less is more affirmation into your life with this one. Oh, that's a good one for Sagittarius too. Sag doesn't get hung up on the details uh, like Gemini kind of tends to. And remember the sun's going to be in Gemini illuminating onto our Sagittarius full moon. So what are some of those details holding you back that you keep getting really hung up on that are clouding your vision from seeing how successful you really actually already are? I, I, I hope that you feel a bit empowered. I hope that you feel a little bit of relief that, and, and validation that you're not the only one that struggles with comparison cycles and social media. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm talking about all this, but I have the exact same struggles. I have the exact same struggles with imposter syndrome and comparison cycles. Social media is a tough fucking place to be, man. So I hope that you feel some of that solidarity. And I hope that you're able to 
loosen up a little, right? Let go and release some tension that maybe you've had around your numbers, whether it's likes or or followers, whatever that may be. Um, One of my favorite, favorite tips for my business owner clients is I want you to pay attention to the posts um, that get the least amount of likes and the stories that get the least amount of views and the least amount of interactions. Not because I want you to look at those and go, what did I do wrong? Why didn't more people like this? Actually, what I want you to do is go look at who interacted with that content because you just found some of your most connected and warmest part of your audience. The people that connect with you and interact with you on the posts that no one else, you know, seems to give a shit about or whatever. You may have just found one of your people, my friend. Pay attention to them and nurture them. Don't waste your time focusing on the people not looking or whatever. Again, you can use trends and different little viral boosts. It's easy to make an aesthetically pleasing post. It's easy to make a funny post or whatever. You know, the things that are going to get far spread and reach. A post with highly searchable educational content, you know. But those deep and meaningful ones, those posts and that content that you create that comes from the heart that you spend hours on. And then the way you've been looking at it is, yeah, and then only 10 people liked it. And then only 30 people liked it or whatever that is. Who were they? Because they're watching you. They're watching everything that you do and they're gobbling it up and they love it. So I hope that this helps you really shed some negative thought patterns that have been holding you back. Again, let go of those details. What are they for you? And can you release them? And can you allow yourself to fully step into and embody what success means for you? Happy, happy full moon. I'm sending all of my abundant blessings to each and every one of your ways. I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your week. Stay safe. I hope you have a ton of fun. Stay magical out there. Hello, my neighbor. I'm stopping in with just a really quick announcement at the end of our episode today to let everybody know that the current rates for my one-on-one intensives will be increasing beginning June 21st or the summer solstice. If you've been wanting to work together and you want to get in now uh, before my prices do increase, go ahead and go to thatwitchnextdoor.com slash services to book your session today. And if you want to get to know me a little bit better, hop on a call, ask some questions before you book, I am always happy to do so. You can either send me an email or a message, or we can jump on a phone call together. And I am happy to answer any questions that you have. And as always, now and after I increase my rates, payment options and payment plans will be available and flexible. Thank you so much for your incredible support and energy here in our neighborhood. Have a magical day.